I broke everything. I'm a vampire. Kill me. Kill me. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. Am I getting through to you? Over! Welcome everybody to Vampire's Piss. I am Cassidy Easton. And I am Matthew. freshly awoken oh. from my slumber. <laughs> and I'm joined by Matthew, my yeah. lovely co-host. That is me. I'm Matthew. How are you? How are you doing, dude? I'm good. I How think was the movie? It was good. I think this is a very, um, very different viewing that I had today. It's a very me exciting. too. Yeah. Mostly because yeah. this is the first, probably of many, where I'm a little under the influence. Oh, yeah, dude. See, I'm excited because that's going to that's gonna be the case for a lot of these watches, I think. I, I Maybe less for me, because yeah. if we do it at night, we're going to have to like do it in the morning. That's true. That's true. I don't know if that made sense. I'm under the influence of a nappy. I'm oh, all... Yeah, yeah. I'm all... Uh, sleepy sleep is the best um, drug <laughs> yeah um hell yeah dude well so did the did the watch treat you well um i gotta say it was it was pretty enhanced i do feel like mm-hmm. watching this and i you know i enjoy each watch very much so but i feel yeah. like this is very much the movie for that kind of thing oh for sure oh, certainly and i really had like a like come to Jesus more where I'm like, yeah, this really is like a great film. This is a very great, unique <laughs> film. Like this is awesome. Dude. I, was having I love time. that for you. Yeah. It was excellent. <laughs> I highly recommend our viewers to try. Yes. Yes. I, yeah. Not only should you watch this movie, but you should watch it under the influence of any drug ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I uh, especially I watched the movie. Yeah, mescaline, whatever that drug is or does. Yeah, crazy stuff. Um, High school, am I right? <laughs> crazy stuff. Never do that again. Oof. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, I watched this fresh off of getting out off of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as soon as Matt told me that he had paused to eat dinner. I immediately took a nap, uh, and it was pretty awesome. I didn't dream of of the vampire lady, mm. um, but I will say, I wrote in my notes, I made a point to write this, I think Jennifer Beals is one of the hotter vampires in movies. Is she pl- who played Rachel? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous, and she she really does play the like seductive mm-hmm. predator type thing very well. Yeah. Where it's like she's very convincing and like it's just very like alluring, like a vampire, you know. It's oh like, yeah, she gives damn, a great, she, she very powerful it. performance for sure. Mm-hmm. 
So um, on that topic, has has this movie like invaded your dreams at all? Because they so- most certainly did for me. Oh, really? Uh, no. Well, actually, yes. Yes, it has. And it actually invaded them uh, like the night before last. Mm. But it, I didn't dream about the movie. I dreamed about recording this podcast <laughs> with you. Yeah. instead i like had a dream where part of it was like we were uh we were like recording the podcast and i made a very good point about why this is gonna you gonna sound like i'm making this up but mm-hmm. i literally like made a very good case in the dream about how that guy that's sleeping with dr glazer is absolutely emilio oh, you're so stuck on this <laughs> it's like so ingrained in my brain that i dreamed about it oh yeah um <laughs> yeah that was like the night before last mm-hmm. i don't remember um, it was sometime within the last week i had a dream and i had a dream that my therapist set me up with someone and so like i guess i was peter low which you know is very concerning whoa. yeah that's an issue yes, <laughs> yeah. you should talk with your real life therapist about that one that's true i mean you know like because usually i have i have therapy on the day that we watch this movie so like oh, really? I, yeah so oftentimes i go f- either from <laughs> the movie therapy into real therapy or i go into real therapy into movie therapy you know <laughs> so like it's very ingrained in like my psyche at this point that's really awesome have you told your therapist what you're doing i have yeah and she's what is what does she think oh i she's she's a little perplexed by it but <laughs> You know, she seems to see that I'm having fun. So, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a good thing. Oh, man. I wonder if that's going to change. I wonder if, like, later <laughs> in these watches when we're really struggling, like, I wonder if she'll be like, I, in my professional opinion, Matthew, you need to stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's ever going to th- be a thing. Well, I mean, and if in... she does, yeah. you have to stop seeing her. Yeah, yeah. You cannot have this in your life. Oh, yeah, I'll be like, you know, to be honest, I think your whole profession is bogus. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta you gotta quote that whole speech verbatim. Oh yeah, I'm slowly gonna like stop like being honest with her and start being mm-hmm. Peter Lowell like when I'm talking to to understand his character more. It'll be very you method. Know, if she's anything like Doctor Glazer, she's gonna be very invested in the weird shit you say. Cause like I I, I remember from this watch, it's really struck me how fascinated dr glazer is by peter yeah yeah for sure he's an interesting case absolutely yeah he like like when he brings up the whole bat thing is like how he got all hard fighting the bat she was like whoa really that's wild Uh which is like do real therapists do that when their patient says something kind of out there i mean you know he did bring it up himself you know yeah it seemed important to him yeah and but I, I think I it know. was kind the way of she reacted it was like i want to study this man oh yeah which is like is that the vibe a therapist should have hmm. let me now i'm thinking <laughs> now i'm comparing her to my therapist and i'm thinking like because if i'm being honest i think i've made a bit more progress than peter lil has in his therapy i mean i would certainly hope so yeah and I feel for your, for your for your sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you are. I'm I'm glad that you're better than Peter Lowe. I mean, we <laughs> all are better than Peter Lowe. That's it doesn't true. take much. That's true. 
Um, oh, yeah, I've also decided that I'm going to write um, Vampire's Kiss uh, American Psycho fan fiction in which I, Peter I and Patrick go to school together. I genuinely cannot wait for that, Matt. I really I think cannot... cuz they're so they're so similar films, you know, in a weird yeah. way. I uh I was going to try and do that idea I told you about um but Playing that I at the was exact too same tired. Time. Yeah. Yeah, I was too tired to like take in both films, so I was just right. like ah fuck it yeah you I'm need to be of gonna watch sound it. mind to be to be able to accomplish yeah. that for sure or even more unsound mind than i already am yeah just like drop acid really quick oh my god that would be that would be i think the craziest way to introduce acid into my life <laughs> yeah is like just watch two very disturbing films right next to each other yeah yeah it's about corporate that... men killing people you know <laughs> yeah um actually that that reminded me uh i need to bring this up before i forget i had this idea uh last week yeah um i think we should both get one skip of this movie what do you mean of the 52 watches we have, I think each of us should be allowed to have one where we don't have to watch Vampire's Kiss that week. We get to yeah. watch a different Nicolas Cage movie. Okay. And don't tell the other one when you do it. Okay. And don't tell them which movie it is. All right. <laughs> and just talk about the movie as if it was Vampire's Kiss. Mm. But... You can't, you gotta, you can't actually just say things you remember about Vampire's Kiss. It's gotta be what you watched. Of course, yeah. I think. see if the other one can guess the movie. I think that's doable. I I have some Mm -hmm. ideas, I believe. Same. I have a, I have a few Nick Cage joints that I haven't seen yet that I, I need to watch. It'd be really funny though, if, you know, we happen to pick the same skip day and then we happen to pick the same Nicolas Cage movie. And then instead of being on different pages, we'll be completely on the same page. Yes. <laughs> but that's that a would be something. It is a possibility. I'm not going to try for it, but yeah. I'm certainly going to. There is a chance. There is a chance it'll happen. I'm going to save my skip for a little bit because I, I still like this movie. Oh, yeah, despite, for sure. Despite everything. This was like definitely like top three of my watches so far this time. Yeah. All the scenes are hitting like harder. I think I'm on a slow decline. I still enjoy yeah. the movie, but I think t- top three were the first three watches. Yeah. And then this one is just like, just still on the precipice of good. Yeah. But I'm like, all right. I'm starting to notice little things like, uh, I, I, I noticed that in the, in the subway scene, mm-hmm. Um, the one where uh, Alva's taking the subway home, right? We first uh, and that see her guy going. is like, yeah, or where it's first implied yeah, yeah, yeah. that it's in her handbag, right? Uh, and that guy's like singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed that there were some extras in the background. One of them appeared to be speaking sign language. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, bless you. Thank you. Yeah, she was like. It was like one. She was just like signing, or or she was either signing or she was doing like Naruto hand gestures. Like mm. it was one or the other. Either is possible for sure. 
Yeah, um, but she was really like getting in there using her hands, um, and I was like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. that's a very interesting choice for the extra." Yeah. Um, Nicholas Cage would be a good Naruto villain. See, I don't know Naruto very well. Which one would he? Which would be the best villain that he would be? You know, I I watched a lot of Naruto as a child, and I haven't returned to it that much. Although I still have a pretty cursory knowledge, I think mm-hmm. I don't know if this is controversial, but I think it would be very interesting to see him play Orochimaru. He's this snake. Is he this guy? <gasps> Okay, Matt, we are really on the same wavelength because I was also thinking that, but yeah. I couldn't remember the guy's name. I just remember when I was in middle school, I read the comics, yeah. um, and I remember like the only Naruto, literally the only Naruto villain I can remember is that one. Yeah. Orochimaru, did you say? Orochimaru, yeah, he's particularly yeah. memorable. Yeah, I he yeah his his snake powers are cool as fuck. Yeah. I think he could shapeshift too, and he would turn into a girl sometimes. And I'd love to see, you know, Nicolas Cage's, you know, attack on yeah. gender dynamics. Yeah, and... right. What is he? That'd be very fascinating. Yeah, I'm sure he's thought about it before. You know, drag, or just like, or just what he would look like as a woman. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure he's dropped ass. I didn't thought about it. <laughs> you know the human form identity yeah these are things that i think you know we've got to get him on the horn and we ask do. him about this i mean surely like we can get him at least for like one of like the last 10 episodes i was literally having this thought like uh, in the car on the way home today i was like i had like i was just at a stoplight and i genuinely had the thought you know this might be something nicholas cage would maybe acknowledge right what we're doing here yeah well i was watching an interview with him where he was talking about like his early career and stuff and he says mm-hmm. that this movie in particular his performance in that was like him really like putting his like stamp like his like unique flair to like what he's trying yeah. to get across like so this is an important movie to him you know mm-hmm. as like culty and maybe like panned critically this may be like he he knew what he was doing and he still appreciates yeah. it to this day and i respect him greatly for that and you can really tell in the performance too that he knows what he's doing oh yeah he's like he's firing in uh, like all four cylinders at all times that doesn't worry me though th- because it's like what if he does if he does like get wind of this somehow yeah by some miracle he gets wind of this mm-hmm. this is a very special performance to him right and what if he thinks that what we're doing is like a a bad thing it's like mm. bro why are you ruining this movie for yourself mm. i mean it's unlikely as it's just as unlikely as him seeing it and being like oh that's really cool of you yeah but you know it was a thought i had right well i know that he said that he does make sure that he watches all his movies he said that they're all his babies so i feel like i feel like he wouldn't agree with us doing it that many times in a row yeah but i think he would appreciate like i don't know something about the passion yeah 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 i agree also i love that he watches all his own movies that's that's that that tickles me because there's some there's some movies in his filmography that is like what was that premiere like for you nick cage Mm mm-hmm 
Ghost Rider is what I'm thinking of. That's a good question. I mean, I have no idea what he would think about Ghost Rider. Me neither. I honestly, I want to. I'm most curious about Willy's Wonderland. I I really mm-hmm. want to know what his thought of watching that movie was like. That's like the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, right? Yeah. Which I really loved. I don't know if you've seen it yet, I've but it's really good. It. I think it's on. Uh, it might be on Hulu. That sounds, I don't remember. That sounds about right. Who has like weird yeah. horror stuff often, I feel. Yeah, they uh I feel oh, like I had something recently that I watched. I feel like of the streaming services, Hulu's like the most vampires kiss one. Like if I were to be like, "Oh, like which which one is would I have to find vampires kiss on?" It would definitely be Hulu. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know where Van, I don't think Vampires Kiss is actually streaming anywhere, but like if Hulu knew what was up, yeah, they would have Vampires Kiss on there. Absolutely. Yeah, I wonder if it's on Tubi. You know, that's Tubi, Tubi. is the, the the sleeper hit of that's streamer true. streaming services. Yeah. Tubi. I take my listening. I take what I said about Hulu back. Tubi is actually much more Vampires Kiss than any of the others. Yeah, <laughs> significantly. Yeah, Tubi, if you're listening, uh, we're accepting sponsors. Yeah. We know you don't not, have any not... money, but... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, not that you have any money, of course, because everything, it's a free service, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, this shout-out would be cool. Yeah. I'd take, like, not having ads on for one of your movies with ads for, like, one viewing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. See, my ad blocker is so good that Tubi is literally just free streaming for me. The See, most I get is like... Cassie, you can't say huh? that. You're, you're oh, screwing I mean... over our Tubi sponsorship. <laughs> Shit, fuck, I'm sorry. God. Unprofessional. Uh, I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm deflecting. Um, I'm, uh, I'm just gonna throw out my standout moment now because right. I'm gonna forget about it if I don't. Mm-hmm. Um my standout was the old lady in the bathroom mm, yeah. you know the one what the fuck is going when, on when uh yeah my standout moment for her is uh not when when she's like in the bathroom he's like what is she what is he doing in here yeah it's actually like after that scene is mm-hmm. over and alva's like at her desk like very shaken and like looking through the contracts and that old lady comes up to her and is like are you all right honey yeah, and then Alva's like, "Yeah," and it's like this old lady. She knows what it's like to be in this office she full does. of horrible men, mm-hmm. and she's like checking on this young girl who's like going through some shit. And it's like, "Damn, lady, you're cool." Word. You, she, she, yeah, she's awesome. She turned in a great performance this watch. I one hundred percent agree. I also think that her reaction to Alva saying that she has a gun is the funnier reaction of the two. <laughs> yeah yeah because she doesn't look at alva like she's crazy she looks at peter and she's like what the fuck are you doing bro why are you in the girl's bathroom why are you pushing this lady to pull her gun out on you um yeah she was a standout this watch love her um she's a queen she is a queen the best mother figure of the film honestly yeah, yeah, that's true. Alva's mom, not so good. Not great. This this lady, 
Yeah. She's good. Peter's mom. Who knows? Yeah. Peter's mom is a mystery. Um, maybe even absent in his life. I don't know. I'm not a therapist. I actually don't know if that's I, a, an accurate read on his psychology. I would love to like know more about Peter's upbringing. I'd be very interested in learning about that. Like, yeah, I'm like a limited series, like prequel <laughs> on like the you know the development of Peter off. Mole. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not. Too I know late we're for getting that. we're getting so many spinoffs from so many things. Where is the Vampire's Kiss Peter Lull childhood spinoff? Where is the Vampire's Kiss American Psycho like you know extended universe? <laughs> Just the corporate yeah. murderer psychopath universe, you know. Right? That's the universe we've all been asking for. Yeah. Um, what was your standout of the <laughs> of the watch? There was there was several. Um Nice. I love the energy. There the long the long like zoom out of Peter like laying down on the couch after like getting that message from mm-hmm. jackie and he's just like well fuck you too sister <laughs> that one really hit extremely yeah. hard the breakup scene with rachel at the end that one yeah. energy was on high when he's just like screaming you don't know what you're doing to me damn it <laughs> look at her teeth she's a goddamn vampire yeah it seems like oh, oh, you really dude. enjoyed yes peter Lowe getting broken up with i really did that's you <laughs> know that's watch. that's the meat of the film really mm. but particularly like when he because you know the you don't know what you're doing to me is like he's talking to like the fake her and then uh-huh. afterwards like he's talking to like the actual real rachel who is in yeah. fact not a vampire but after, like, know. yeah, but after she's, like, you know, telling him to get out, he's, like, you're breaking up with me after I suck that broad bone dry. <laughs> I never noticed that line before because he's just kind of screaming it. It's, like, wow. <laughs> he's really it's admitting it to everyone. It's insane. Yeah. But that is not, you know, that is not my favorite scene of this Yeah. Watch. Favorite yeah. scene, it has to go to you know the hallucinatory therapy scene at the end where he's talking Mm, about real love that one i think it's just like the you know the hard cuts back and forth between his fantasy and reality i think is very well done and i like how it gets a little surreal you know yeah it's it's very it's a very like fascinating choice by the movie yeah because it's like I don't know. He's like it. Just kind of like highlights how inconsistent he is mm-hmm. as a character, or right. just as a person. Yeah, he's just like all over the damn place, and so yeah. he's like admitting that he's not a vampire and like yeah. all this shit. But then, like in the end, like when he's back in his apartment, he like crawls back into his coffin, and I'm just like, why are you doing that, bro? You're you're not a vampire, right? No, I thought he's... you said you weren't a vampire anymore. No, he still thinks he's a vampire. Absolutely. Hmm. Like, even at the uh, end, what was the line? I wrote it down. What is it? Oh, yeah, and at the end, of it really killed me. At the end of, like, when he's, like, leaving Dr. Fake Dr. Glazer with... Uh-huh. What's her name? Sharon. Sharon, yeah. yeah. He's, like... Oh, and he's, like, he's admitting to, like, 
attempted to raping and like murdering an actual yeah. woman. He's like, I turned into a vampire. It's a long story. Yeah. He doesn't even want to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love how he's like <laughs> he has to justify his actions to himself through his imagined therapist. It's great. It's very self aware of the movie very and it's like, like the constant like the juxtaposition like, of reality and like his mind it's this is fantastic yeah he like admits to murder and like attempted sexual assault and as a therapist is immediately just like oh it's just a little id release go go <laughs> have just your little... fake romance and it's like oh that's chilling <laughs> she's, yeah she's just, like, like it happens all that's the his, time it's very dark that's his own mental gymnastics like at work there yeah it's fucked up dude it's some real american psycho shit it is yeah he's like a well thought out character it's it's like truly incredible how well thought out he is for how like kind of goofy campy and like meme worthy this movie is it's true from like afar you might think like oh it's just like a really goofy performance and it most certainly Mm -hmm. is but like there is Mm -hmm. like a well thought out like persona at work here and you know nicholas cage is really just flexing his chops he yeah it this like this is gonna be an insane sentence i'm about to throw out there this is like this peter lowe is to nick cage as snake plissken is to uh russell kurt russell who is snake plissken uh have you ever seen escape from new york no i know is Uh, it the eye patch guy yeah, you've got to watch that movie, man. I okay, think you'd sure. love that movie. I'm sure I would. I do like John Carpenter. Yeah, it um Snake Plissken. Well, basically like Kurt Russell for the longest time was just like a Disney star, so he was like not in any like mature like stuff. Right. You know? Uh and when John Carpenter like got him on board for attack uh for um Escape from New York, uh Basically, John Carpenter didn't really write the character of Snake Plissken at all. He was just like an action movie badass, mm-hmm. and it was it was Kurt Russell. I keep wanting to say Russell Crowe. <laughs> it was Kurt Russell who Kurt Russell uh, he like like he just developed this the character of Snake Plissken himself, and just like added all of the like things about him yeah. that like come through in the movie, right? And so it very much feels like his character. Yeah. And I think that's the same with Peter Lowe because he is so just like he's just so distinct from every character in the movie that mm-hmm. it really feels like it like all these decisions were made by Nick Cage. That's true. And the directors were just like this works. Let's mm-hmm. do it. I do I do feel though like in the dialogue and everything that Peter says like it does go back mm-hmm. to like who he is as a person like he's definitely like the most exaggerated like the worst boss you've ever had like very explicitly in everything that he says and it's like little passive aggressive stuff even at the beginning when like he's you don't know that he's like a total psychopath yeah yeah i mean yeah that's the thing even when in the beginning when he's like not all the way amped up with insanity the way he speaks to alva is just like oh man fuck this guy i would hate to have this guy as a boss yeah he's it's you can like, totally sure, see he's... him being a real boss, though, at the same time. Like, just all throughout, or just like in the in beginnings, the, in the beginning, yeah, 
there's yeah, like I, would, I feel like I there's can... like a certain way that like condescending bosses talk and the way that they instruct you oh, for and like sure. you could totally feel it there yeah no absolutely it felt very real because he was just like getting real intense about where like the 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 file being there it will be there and it's just yes. like oh jesus dude calm down i'll get the fucking file jeez mm-hmm. yeah i mean but in his defense you know it shouldn't be that hard it's it should be an alphabetical order oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's so true yeah i think why this movie is like besides watching it five times now has invaded my mind is because you know the therapy association but also that mm-hmm. i'm just constantly filing through stuff and i'm frustrated by things not being in alphabetical order <laughs> oh man oh, i didn't even think about that yeah and it's just this like, is like some real world shit yeah i need to be careful that i don't you know slip into this guy you know i know i just can't get into publishing be... you know <laughs> one day you're gonna be demanding from your therapist why someone who misfiled this thing oh yeah i will yeah i know who <laughs> <laughs> she she uh, wouldn't be able to tell though you know it's her position's no. bogus but <laughs> um i think it's my turn to to present evidence uh of his vampirism mm-hmm. all right go ahead well, you don't Here's have to. Evidence. Do we have to argue that it is, or is it just like our decision whether or uh, not it is? What it's it's either or evidence yeah. that he is or evidence that he isn't, mm-hmm. and I may or may not, and at like at the last episode, tally all the marks for is and isn't, and idea. see conclusively at the end after fifty two watches, like how we're leaning. Wh- yeah, like is he a vampire or not? Right. Um, and I'm going to surprise you okay. today. Yeah, he is. Okay. And why is that? Do you want to? Do you want to know why? I do. Uh, uh, he dies. Spoiler mm. alert! At the end, he dies. Um, but the thing that kills him is a stake in the heart. It's true. Historically, kills vampires. Yeah. Now, yes, I concede that that would also kill anyone. Right. But he has shown himself to be uh immune to most other physical harms yeah specifically disease disease my man is out here eating cockroaches off the oven he's out here rolling around in the new york city streets he's out here eating pigeons raw or microwaving them bones and all yeah the only thing left from that pigeon after he eats it is is um the feathers that's mm-hmm. all that's left. He was a hungry boy. So he definitely ate that thing. Bones, beak, flesh, and blood. Like, he ate it all. And he's fine. He doesn't die of disease. I feel like I would die of, like... I think I'd get the bubonic plague again if I ate a pigeon raw. Um, that's true. So he's definitely immune to, like, non-vampire uh, weaknesses it's true yeah i mean if you look at him in the end of the movie even after eating all this stuff he looks perfectly healthy he's like yeah he looks fine i mean he looks yeah he's probably just freaked out by the sun yeah why he's all out of it but yeah that's like that's my piece of evidence it's the stake in the heart that kills him a very vampire thing to be killed by it's true and like 
you know, to some of our listeners who may be like, oh, well, if you, you know, shove a stake into anyone's heart, they die. Mm -hmm. But let me ask you this. Do you know, and, and, you know, I'm sure you know people who have died, at least like heard of them. Have any of those been mm-hmm. people been killed by a stake through the heart? I don't think so. But if you think about all the vampires that died, you know, more often than not, yeah, that's the cause. Leading cause of vampire death, just right, right, just right behind uh, s- uh, sunlight, I guess. Probably, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my take on that. All right, uh, I'm convinced. Yeah. It's a it's a pretty airtight argument if I do say so myself. Absolutely. Um, do we want to discuss his vampire powers? His vampire powers. Yeah. Hmm. Did you did you notice any this week? Let me see. Let me think. I noticed one. Okay, what that's was it. He's got regeneration, yeah, but only in his gums. Mm. Because that man is wearing those plastic vampire teeth for so long. He is. And it's like, if I was wearing that, it would be a mess. Oh, yeah. Like, those things, like, if you keep them in there too long, they'll cut your gums up, man. They're, like, not smooth or rounded. They're very, like, plasticky and, like, they've got seams. Yeah. And my man has just been wearing these vampire teeth for literally two days straight. Uh, and he seems unbothered by them. So, yeah, I think he's got uh, vampire regeneration powers, but only in his gums. Okay, that seems plausible, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, despite me agreeing with you at this watch, he most certainly is a vampire. Mm-hmm. I can't really... Wait! And to your point, yeah, when he shoots himself in the mouth of the blanks, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, that's the thing. He his gums got burned up by the by the blanks, but they healed immediately. That's Dude. why he was crying. Amazing, dentist Hayden. <laughs> well, there you have it. There you have it. That, those are some pretty uh pretty concrete vampire powers, I'd say. Very airtight arguments here. Mm-hmm. On the Piss Podcast. Yeah. Ooh, I just I just bonked my microphone real bad. Sorry, everybody, but I will not edit it out because I don't edit this podcast. Um, We're just real raw, you know, real real DIY, real fucking <laughs> grimy. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I can't think of anything. There was like something else I was gonna say, but I can't remember it. anything else that i wanted to say oh um did you notice have you noticed something weird about the music in this movie um the score or like the club music the club music have you noticed there's like some weird shit going on with those club scenes the two of them i mean yeah the one where like in the beginning with jackie and then the second one where he's like in a vampire mode yeah i don't know i feel like the club's pretty banging both times it's banging but then at at random points well not random because in the second one this happens when he's biting and killing that girl but in the second one it just seems to happen out of nowhere 
they play like either the the band who is performing these like club tunes is like incorporating this shit into the music mm-hmm. or that's just a weird choice by the director to like overlay part of the soundtrack into yeah. the club tunes mm-hmm. have you like noticed that like it's very slight in the first one but i noticed it this time and it was super weird or it was like they're playing the the like you know the 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 funky track you know right and it's really good but and then but when it gets like when it pans over to peter Lowe and jackie and like zooms in on them while they're at the bar yeah um you can kind of hear like the violins and like the the sort of like synthy sort of like whoa mm-hmm. like sort of uh noise like whoa mm-hmm. and you can kind of hear it and it's like it's just like it's very slight yeah. but it's happening it, it, but then also the club music is playing and it's not anything like you know yeah. the the music that's happening like I don't know. I just noticed it, and it was like very weird. And I was like, mm. "Why is this happening?" You know, I th- I think there is a word for that. I believe the word is is cinema, is artistry, is you know, <laughs> is it as a story about you know delusions Shit, and playing man. with your perception? And they're just playing with your perception with the music, man. You know, you got me there. I mean, I get why it happens in the the second club scene because that's when he yeah. murders somebody, right? But I like yeah, how I guess... in the second club scene where he does murder somebody, like the song. The, the banging songs talk about like you know like oh, come over here whatever something about yeah like, dangerous or whatever you know it was like, very hello choice. yeah yeah and then he like turns and looks like directly at the camera it's when a, they it's say very that good. it's very looney tunes it's yeah i don't think he means to look directly at the camera but that's what it looks like i think i think either way it's a good choice it rules it rules so hard um yeah this is a this is still a good movie it's it's a fantastic movie i can't wait to get some other eyes on this i think uh i think annika mentioned wanting to do next week okay we should have them on yeah we should have them on and yeah i i mean i honestly like I can't imagine anyone not being able to appreciate it, or at least not have a strong reaction. So you know, yeah, I whether positive or negative, I think no matter what, whoever watches this movie is going to have strong feelings about it. Yeah, it's not something that you. It's like you know, it's never boring at any point. No, that's that's what I'm kind of grateful of. I'm sure it might get a little more boring after we've watched like ten or. 20 times sure but so far i'm never bored by this movie i'm still still in it because the performances and all of the story arcs are so wild they are then there's like a rhythm to them to their performances there's there's Mm -hmm. like a lot of kinetic energy in this movie like things are things are moving you know that's a great way to put it matt i really appreciate you saying that um I got a little distracted when you said it though, because I also just read this note I wrote mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's uh, the note is re- read like this verbatim. 
I think the mimes are vampires. Oh. <laughs> okay. I, and I don't know what I meant by that, uh, but I kind of get it. They seem they seem like vampire. It's vampire behavior to perform your mime dance in the in the dead of night oh, outside of someone's apartment building. I mean, you know, if Interview of the Vampire taught us anything, is that vampires love theater, you know. And what are and mimes if not public theater? Yes, yes. <laughs> European, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have we already discussed the the idea of a mime vampire before? I feel like we must have. I mean, we've talked about the mimes plenty of times, but I'm not sure if we said that they're vampires before. I think they might be. Because they're like... Well, we've only seen them I at don't night, know. I believe. Yeah, you only see them at night, but also it's like... I don't know. I feel like I, as, as like a passerby, maybe maybe because it, maybe my New York instincts have worn off. But I feel like if I saw a, a pair of mimes in the street, yeah, hitting each other and spitting on each other and yeah. you know dancing around, right? I'd, I'd watch. I'd I'd fall into their their thrall. Yeah. So you know. I don't know what that says about me, but I mean, you know, I think mo- honestly, I think most people would watch, but like, just keep going by. I'm not sure if a lot of people appreciate mimes, but you know, it's an art form, certainly. You know, a, a, probably a dying one, probably. Yeah, I can't think of many mimes I've seen. You have to appreciate any mime you come across. Yeah, and if there's one left. takeaway from this podcast that I want our viewers to have, it's that. You know, don't, don't let a mind pass you by. They're like pandas. They're only going to be with us for so long, so appreciate them now. <laughs> that's that's very astute. <laughs> They're very similar in a lot of in a lot of ways. Being black and white, mostly being one of them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The the coloring and uh, their strange behavior. Yeah. They're you know. They love bamboo. Basically. Yeah, I was gonna say that oh, eat only bamboo. I guess. Yeah, rolling around for a while. <laughs> they never fuck ever. <laughs> no, when you're a mind, it's kind of <laughs> hard to. Yeah, it's a lonely, it's a lonely existence. Unfortunately, <laughs> they're always, you know, they're always having domestic disputes. Yeah, it's they're terrible. they're. Uh... I was gonna make a joke about like miming a condom, but I, it was it it like died in my brain. I couldn't I couldn't think of it. Yeah, mimes don't use condoms famously, because you yeah, know they need to it's... they need to make mime babies and you know spread their culture. Yeah, because they're a dying. Breed. It's just they're so unmotivated to fuck. They're more motivated to like pretend to be in a house. Right. Yeah. And pretending to have babies, but not actually having real babies, but acting out as if they have actual babies. But yeah, just, <laughs> that's that's the real that's the real like issue is that like every every like five, like nine out of ten mime births are just mimed and they're not actually a real birth. Right. Yeah. 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 And they're, they're just like, mime giving birth and it's not a real baby. Yeah. And they're like push, push, and then she you know she pulls out like nothing. It's yeah like, going but on? she's still holding it and like you yeah, know yeah, nursing yeah. it and it's like really touching but also 
there's not a real mime there. It's true. You're just like wasting hospital time, you know. It's it's just tragic to watch because it's a beautiful miracle of life that you know will not do anything for their species. <laughs> their species. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've touched that mimes aren't humans. Yes, they're vampires. Yeah. Um <laughs> okay well on that note i think we should end the podcast yeah i think that's the best way to end it uh thanks for listening everybody i'll uh we'll see you next week bye bye Dream of me, my angel.